0: Know this, there is a God in heaven and we can trust him. He has never and will never ever lie to us. Today, we're going to be looking at a topic of how to study the Bible. You know, in life, many people have asked this question, what is truth? You know, we live in a world where there's so much confusion, so many different opinions, so many that say they have the answers. Yet, if we have all the answers, then why are we surrounded by so much chaos and havoc in our world today? So what is truth? Well, according to the dictionary... Truth is defined as a state of being, true, to accord with the fact of reality, meaning it's going to be truth is going to be fact coupled with reality. And when the Bible speaks of truth, it describes that which corresponds to what is actually factual, what is absolute not what is relative. For things relative can only compare to something else. It's not absolute. That's why we must be very careful in what we call truth. It was Gregory Phillips that said this, quote, One truth out of context can prove very dangerous, end quote. That's why it's very important for us as Christians to cling to the truth, not a perceived truth, But actual truth, we must never find ourselves believing what our former Secretary of State Henry Kissinger said, this is back in the Reagan presidency, when he said, quote, it's not a matter of what is true that counts, but a matter of what is perceived to be true, end quote. Wow. Spoken from a true politician, that's what I call fake news. In fact, we have so much fake news with our political systems today, it's not even funny. Yes, there are many perceived truths out there. But when it comes to what we believe as Christians, as followers of Christ, when it comes to what we base our belief and faith on, what we base our lives on and our futures on, we must be absolutely sure that what we believe in is really truth. Because in this world, there are so many different people with their endless amount of ideologies to pick from. So who can we trust? Who can we turn to when hope fades and fear grips our hearts? Because not everyone can be trusted. Some people have even been known to lie. Imagine that with our political system and all those that are in office today. I know it's hard to believe, but yes, it's true. So when we do learn this art of disregarding and covering up facts, okay, what does that mean? It just means that we have to always double check those who are giving us what they call facts. And it all starts at home from those whom we love. So what does that mean? It means where did we learn how to stretch the truth? Where did we learn how to do things that were maybe not exactly true? How about it started with our beloved parents? Oh, no, not our parents. Yes, as they exaggerated the truth somewhat. Imagining back to when we were little children. Imagine when our parents told us at the doctor's office, this is only going to hurt a little bit. The first time I heard that as a little kid at the doctor's office, I realized what my parents really meant was you are about to experience more pain than you have ever had in your entire existence of life. Or what about the morning that we looked into the fish tank and our favorite fish was missing? And mom said, oh, your fish went to live with her other friends in the ocean. What that really meant was, I found him floating dead this morning, and I flushed him down the toilet. Or what about when our parents, you know, when we went on family vacation, and we asked a simple question, are we almost there yet? And our parents would say, we'll be there soon. What that actually meant was, we got 12 hours ago, and you'll be, look, if we stop one time for a bathroom break, Yes. See, we were raised with all of these little, you know, white lies, these little non-truths, you know, mistruths or exaggerations of the facts. You know, whenever whatever you want to call them, they're still lies. Remember Santa Claus? What about the Easter Bunny? Oh, that's right. The tooth fairy. They were all lies. I think we would all agree on this. Everybody has lied somewhere along the line. We all do. We should all take note of what Mark Twain said. If you tell the truth, you don't have to remember anything else. (laughs) That's right. Well, listen today while you're listening on the radio in the midst of a world where we're not sure who we can trust. And that's an understatement in a world where politicians, you know, will tell us what they think we want to hear. You know, a place where people from all walks of life are searching for the answers to some of life's biggest questions. And what are those questions? Well, if you ever talk to anyone for any amount of time, people want to know, why are we here? Like, why am I here? What is my real purpose in life? Is there a purpose for me? Or do I just get up, go to work, and pay, what, 20 bucks a gallon for gas now? I mean, what is it? You know, is there something more out there for me than what I've experienced so far? know this, there is a God in heaven, and we can trust him. He has never and will never ever lie to us. In fact, Hebrews 6.18 says this, it is impossible for God to lie. And why would God never lie to us? Because Deuteronomy thirty two four says that God is the God of truth. Did you get that? God is the God of truth, and with that in mind, right now, we're going to consider truth. See, truth is what we're going to look at, and it's like, what is truth again? Well, we're going to find out what that is and everything, and one way that we can really discover truth is by reading God's Word. I love what it says in Romans ten seventeen. It says, faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. But first, we must know that the Bible is truth, and the Bible is the Word of God. But where did it come from? Well, we're told in 2 Peter 1, but know this first of all that no prophecy of Scripture is a matter of one's own interpretation. For no prophecy was ever made by an act of human will, but it was men moved by the Holy Spirit spoke from God. Yes, the Bible was written by men that were moved by the Holy Spirit of God. It is inspired by God. That word inspired literally means God breathed. If we want to know what God thinks, if we want to know what God feels, if we want to know what God's will is in any regard of anything in our life, then we must read the Word of God. To read his word is to seek after and to find what real truth is. It was the Roman governor Pontius Pilate who ruled over Israel in Jesus' time. And he was wondering if there was any real truth, for he had personally witnessed all the corruption in the Roman government, just like what we see the political corruption of today. We see politicians say one thing, then they do the complete polar opposite. We see many have to step down because of moral failure or financial corruption. In fact, the numbers are staggering. There has been more congressional misconduct reported in the last 30 years than in the entire history of our country. It's pretty even between Democrat and Republicans. And, of course, most of it revolves around what? Lies, money, sex. Gee, imagine that. Yes, we're all surrounded by those who simply do not speak or act in Truth. That's why Pontius Pilate asked Jesus Christ himself. He says, What is truth? Yes, Pilate lived in a time just like ours. His culture was corrupt. People sought after power and prestige, they sought after money and fame. Their culture was obsessed with pleasure at any cost. Remember, the Roman government was the last world governing empire. And that's why Pilate wanted to know, is there really any truth to be found in this world here today? And Jesus told us what truth was. And what he said before, it goes for today also, 2,000 years later. And what is truth according to Jesus? He said this in John 17, 17. He says, sanctify them. This is Jesus' prayer for us. Now, many people think the Lord's prayer was there in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 16. You know, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. That is not the Lord's prayer. That is a prayer that the Lord was using as an instruction based to show us how to pray. Like, have these elements in your prayer. It was never meant to be a prayer that you just repeat over and over and over and over. No, he was just saying, have these elements in a prayer. But that wasn't Jesus' prayer. His prayer was a prayer for us, and it's found in John 17. So he's praying to the Father. and he says, sanctify them. Well, who's them? Well, it's you listening on the radio right now. It's everyone who's come into a relationship with Jesus Christ. He says, sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. That's the only truth that we have in this world today is the word of God. Well, today, we're going to focus our attention here on how to study God's Word. Here's a great verse to memorize. It's just a wonderful verse. You should think about committing it to memory. It's in Second Timothy 3:16 and 17, and it says, "All Scripture is inspired." Hey, there's that word inspired again." God breathed all scriptures inspired by God and it's profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training and righteousness so that the man of God or the woman of God would be adequate equipped for every good deed. Wow, what a great portion of scripture. Again, the word is inspired. It's breathed by God or breathed out by God. Yes, God used the minds, the vocabularies, and life experiences of men to produce his infallible word to us. Yet God's inspiration was upon those words. It was upon the words that they wrote, even though they were flawed men, as we are. Amazing, but true. They, just like us, made bad decisions. There were times they fell into sin, times that they didn't do what they were supposed to do. But that's the beauty of the Word of God. It brings forth the truth of God, never compromising the truth. See, that's why we at Core Church Los Angeles, that's why we preach the truth of God's Word. We preach the truth because we do expository Bible teaching. That's expository Bible teaching. And that is going book by book, chapter by chapter, verse by verse. Right now in our Sunday morning services, we're going through the book of Exodus. Imagine that, a 3,500-year-old book that we're going through on Sunday morning. You're thinking, well, what does that 3,500-year-old book have to do with me? Hmm, let me think. It's got everything to do with you. It's got everything to do with me. Because even though technology changes, even though our fashions change, styles change, the heart of man and the heart of woman never changes. We never change. So that's why at Core Truth Radio, we preach the truth of God's Word. Remember, God's Word's not always what you want to hear, but it's always what you need to hear. Because you're not going to want to hear it when why? When you're doing or living in some sin. You don't want someone to call you out on that sin. You think you're getting away with it and everything. Then all of a sudden you hear the truth of God's word. Then you get convicted in your heart. No, I just want to hear God bless me messages. That's all I want to hear. No, 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 no. You need to hear the full counsel of God's word. You need to be convicted of sin that might be in your life. So that why? So you get out of that sin. So you don't have broken fellowship with God. Let's not forget what God said. He says when we walk in sin, we break off our relationship with him because we're walking and living in sin. I'm not talking about slipping up one day. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. Forgive me. I'm talking about when you're habitually living In a sin. I was talking to someone just the other day, and they were living with their girlfriend. And I just said, look, if you're living with your girlfriend and you're having sexual relationship with her, let me tell you, if the rapture of the church happens, you're not going to heaven. Why? Why? Because you're habitually living in sin. Like, you know it's wrong, but yet you're living in there anyway. And what does the Bible say? I'm just just repeating it. It says no fornicator will enter the kingdom of heaven. So you have to think about it. It's not like, oh, I just fell into sin. Oh God, I'm so sorry. No, no, no. You're living in it, habitually living in it. And that's why the Bible says, if you say that you know him, but yet you walk in darkness, you're a liar and the truth is not in you. So if you say, well, no, I'm a Christian and I'm this, but yet you're habitually living in sin. It's like, Wait a minute, there's a contradiction, and the contradiction's not on God's side. The contradiction is on your side. But that's why we here at Core Truth Radio, sponsored by Core Church Los Angeles— that's why we teach the truth of God's word. And I encourage you to download our free app at the app store. You just go to the app store, download it. There is hundreds of messages on there, all video, the worship's on there, everything. If you know someone that's in another state and you hear a message that really ministers to you and you want them to hear it, just tell them to go to the app store, download the app. It takes like what, 30 seconds. <laughs> I tell people all the time, download our app, listen to at least one message. If you hate it, Delete it it didn't cost you anything. It was free. So anyway, I encourage you with that. But getting back to our message here, those who used to write the Word of God, those that God used, there was 40 authors, and they were fully human with flaws and all. But yet God makes sure that no one's life is candy-coated in the Word. Do you notice that? You know, we heard the good, the bad, and the ugly about everyone. We hear about David. He was a man after God's own heart. Then we hear about David when he nosedives and totally face plants and falls into massive sin. Then God has to kind of cut him off for a while. Then David has to come back in total repentance. See, we hear the good, the bad, and the ugly. And that's why we can learn so much from the lives of those who God used because it was reality. The Bible tells us in Romans 15, 4, it says, for whatever was written in earlier times. Now he's obviously talking about the Old Testament canon of scripture that was all completely brought together in 167 BC by the Hebrew scholars. That's the 39 books of the Old Testament. And he says, whatever was written, in the earlier times was written for what? our instruction, so that through perseverance and the encouragement of the Scriptures, we might have hope. I've heard Christians say, well, we don't need the Old Testament. What are you talking about? The Old Testament is the very foundation of the New Testament. If you don't have the Old Testament, you don't even have a New Testament. That is the bedrock of the New Testament. Yes, the Bible is divine truth, and it's given to us by God for everything we need to grow. Spiritually, Second Peter 1.3 says this, seeing that his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who's called us by his own glory and excellence. That's why we reflect on 2 Timothy 3.16 and 17. The word of God is profitable. Why? It's to teach us what's right. The word of God brings reproof. Why? To tell us what's right. The Word of God brings correction. Why? To get us right. And the Word of God brings instruction. Why? To keep us right. Yes, we must grasp onto and learn the truth of God's Word. Again, it was David that said this in Psalm 119, verse 97. He says, Oh, how I love your law. I think about it all day long. See, David found God's Word to be sweeter than honey in Psalm 19.10, and Job treasured the Word of God more than is necessary food in Job 23.12. These verses... Our life verses that we should know inside of our own hearts. So in order to grow in our relationship with God, we must study His Word. That's why it says in 2 Timothy 2.15, Be diligent to present yourself approved of God as a workman who does not need to be ashamed, accurately handling the Word of Truth. Yes, we must be diligent. We must work at it. That Word In the uh, original language, that word for be diligent, it means to be zealous. It means to be persistent. Like, let me just tell you about myself. Let me give you a little secret here. I zealously eat food. Why? Because I'm an eating machine and I'm always hungry. Okay? I'm zealous about it. In fact... I would call myself a professional in this area. That's like when I go to In-N-Out Burger. Now, those of you on the East Coast, maybe you don't know In-N-Out Burger, but it is like an institution here in Southern California. And you go in there and it's like you order a three by three, okay? It's not on the menu, but they have like a hidden menu that only the people that go there all the time know. So a three by three is three patties, three slices of cheese. Then you get it animal style. What does that mean? Well, they put mustard on the grill. And grill mustard into the patty. They have grilled onions on it. Okay, pickles. And then then on top of that, you say, I want chopped chilies. They actually chop chilies up and put it on the burger. And then whole grill. Then they take whole onions, grill them on the grill, and put that on there. So it's a three-by-three, animal-style, chopped chilies with whole grill. Let me tell you, I'm just doing you a favor here. You order that, it'll change your life. No, anyway, but I'm an eating machine. So... When it talks about reading the Word of God zealously or persistently with a zealous manner, it's like, if we can eat zealously, why can't we study the Word of God zealously? Know this, how we study the Word of God, it matters. You know, there's all kinds of different options on how to study. But here's three points of when you are reading the Word of God. It's like observation, you know. So when you're reading the Word of God, you ask yourself, well, what is this saying? You know, so many times people are looking for the deep insights and in the meaning of the Bible. Hey, how about just starting with what it just simply said? Okay, stop looking in between the lines. Just what it says is what it means. So let's use a familiar verse and apply this thought here. Romans eight twenty eight says, And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. So what is he saying? God's gonna work it all out for the best for you if you know God. Okay? Like interpretation. What does it mean? To those who God is talking to, what does it mean? Well, how about this? You know, he says it's like God's gonna intervene in your life no matter what happens. That's it. How about that? And then it's just like, what else does it mean? What does it say about man? That we have to never be in a place where we don't not understand what God's word has to say. You know, is there a command to obey? Yes. You have to be a believer in that. You know, is there a promise to claim? Yes. That God's going to work in the midst of my misery. So it's like, those are just some easy things that you graph onto when you're reading the word of God. But as we end here today, you know, we went over a couple of things and I had said at one point, you know, hey, look, if you're living in sin and the rapture was to happen today, or maybe you got in some serious wreck, you wouldn't go to heaven if you're habitually living in sin. So let me just say this before we end today. You know, do you want to get right with God? I mean, do you want your sin forgiven? Do you want the hope of heaven inside? Well, listen. You need to pray and get right with God, but you have to pray. You have to ask God to forgive you. And guess what? You have to mean it. But if you're willing to say, God, I'm sorry for what I'm doing, and I need your forgiveness, I want your forgiveness, I so desire your forgiveness, guess what? God doesn't hate you. He wants to forgive you because he loves you. And if that's your desire and you want to get right with God, pray this now. Oh, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sin. I believe you died for me. I believe you rose again from the dead. I believe, God, that you want to forgive me. Lord, please forgive me. Be my Lord, be my God, be my Savior, and be my friend. And fill me with your Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Listen, if you just prayed that prayer, I'd like to send you a Bible. You can do it two different ways. You can call me at 323 807 3255. You can even text me your name and address on that, and we'll actually just mail it to you. That's 323-807-3255, or you can email me at bible at corechurchla.com. That's bible at corechurchla.com. Listen, may the Lord God bless you today. May you have a great day. Amen.
1: Thanks for joining us for Core Truth Radio. You've been listening to pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn of Core Church Los Angeles. If you'd like to hear more messages by Pastor Steve, download the Core Church Los Angeles free app available on iOS and Android. Core Truth is sponsored by and a listener supported outreach of Core Church LA. If you have been blessed by this program, consider supporting our radio ministry by texting Core Church LA, that's Core Church LA one word to 77977.